TeslaWrestling.com, joined by Robert D. Felice tonight to talk about Friday Night SmackDown. Robert, how you doing? I'm a little sad, Colin. It was a Roman Reigns-free episode of SmackDown. I don't know how I feel about that. I know how I feel about it. It, it, it is sad. You know, it's the, the Usos literally said this is the bloodline show, as we've said for several weeks, if not months now. And then you take Roman Reigns out of the equation for, for one night at least. And while he doesn't need to be on every show, if it's the bloodline show, you, you don't have the main character on it. Like that's, that's, um, you know, not operating at, I guess, uh, you know, full capacity there for me, at least. Like he's, he's my favorite part of the show. I made that no secret. So, uh, maybe a little disappointing, but obviously everybody deserves a night off here and there. So, you know, and obviously he deserves maybe more than anybody. So kudos to him. You know, you know I think they set this up as they had Heyman do an interview with uh, Justin Barrasso. And all he did was talk about the Usos. Yeah, I noticed that. So maybe this is like foreshadowing for what was going to happen tonight. But yeah, it's weird without Roman, but maybe it's absence makes the heart grow fonder. That's what I was thinking. I, literally, the, the minute I was starting, and I was like, no Roman tonight, but you can bet your ass I'm going to be acknowledging the Travel Chief next week in full force. I'll be rooting for him and be very glad to see him back because, uh, yeah, I, I missed him this week. He definitely he adds a lot to the show just up by sheer star power alone. So, uh, you know, but plenty of good things to dig into, or at least plenty of um, interesting things to dig into. Woods to get to. That's always good. Yeah. So before we do that, just want to remind you all of this show, like everything we do here, uh, is available on all of our streaming platforms. So it's on called Spotify, YouTube, our podcast, whatever it may be, we've got you covered. So Robert, I guess let's let's try and uh, look at the bright side here. We did have some good stuff here with King Xavier Woods because we were introduced to Sir Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston, former WWE champion, was knighted tonight. We had a brief... Uh, interaction backstage of hit row in the new day and that led to a showdown between the usos and the new day the royal new day if you will uh what do you think about all this i guess both before we get to the match the, the hit row and then the the usos interaction there i like the idea of xavier woods becoming more of a focal point of tv i think the hit row interaction's great you know this is the kind of thing that we didn't normally see on tv and i know like the subject of representations becomes such a buzzword and all that. But like, that is really cool to see that these are different kinds of interactions that you wouldn't normally get. I like that Xavier Woods is becoming a focal point because that's long overdue. And look, Uso's New Day, regardless of what tandem of New Day you're getting, is always, always good. Always. Uh, and you mentioned that the interaction with Hit Row there. That was if not a theme of the night, at least, you know, something that kind of, you know, stood out, you know, kind of start to finish. We had a Shotzi Blackheart get a, a championship contender match. That was really, really good. We'll talk about that. She seems to be someone that that's going to be in the spotlight as well. But yes, Xavier Woods definitely overdue here. I'm very happy to see this. I'm very glad that, you know, the King and Queen here uh, on Raw and SmackDown are getting you know, getting the time to shine, you know, where Vega pick as Lena Vega picking up a win on Raw, Woods now, especially not just kind of winning, but he actually, like, you know, he was used to probably he's like a focal point. He's actually he's the king. So I like this. Uh, and uh, you know, maybe more than anybody, I think he can really make this whole royal gimmick work because it can be kind of hit or miss. But based on tonight's outing here, I really liked it. He gave Kofi this kind of like unicorn little pin for to knight him. I thought that was pretty fun. Um, I'm good. still very adamant they need to knight Mace at some point. Mace <laughs> needs to be... <laughs> what? Well, like, Mace, Why? 
because oh, because Mace, Mace is a medieval thing. Yeah, he does. And, okay. Well, there, there is that. But I wasn't <laughs> even going there. Mace is friends with Xavier Woods. He's a real life live action role player. He's all about the Dungeons and Dragons. This could be like you're just building your team for Dungeons and Dragons, and I, I for one, I'm just fine with that. If we're just gonna do like. It doesn't work on the Roman show because obviously, look, if you're going to put Woods against Roman, <laughs> Roman's going to kill him. But it's at least something new and fun to see. Yeah. Now we're going to get a comment from DJ because uh, Robert, uh, I should say, John and I have, I don't want to say buttheads about it, but we definitely had a difference of opinion about uh, Xavier Woods here, winning King of the Ring in the first place. Uh, with John Clark's heel turn confirmed, uh, ahead of Crown Jewel, John Clark was very, very down on Woods oh, winning. You know, and I would see this on Twitter. I don't know why John Clark is so down on the idea of Xavier Woods as kick of the ring. I don't get it. Like, what what did Woods do to you? Is, is it that it's too dorky that he's just, well, I want to be king? And, like, I can kind of sympathize there, but... Show me one of the other eight men or one of the other seven men that was a better option in the tournament. What are you going to do? King Jinder? Like, <laughs> it like, he pitched that. He pitched it and it made sense because well, he, he well, could have the, the, the Veer and Shanky. I, I did say Sir Shanky. I did think yeah. we were getting Sir Shanky because the alliteration is wonderful. Yes, But, you know, I, Jinder, the whole heel king thing, it's been done. I do think Jinder should have been in the finals because I think it would have caused some real doubt as right. to whether or not they would have given it to Woods. But Woods was the right way to go. Especially, what are you going to do with Balor? Oh, now I'm the real Demon King. You exactly. See, I, I did exactly. the thing, and it's like, come on. You give it to Woods. Let good things be good. Let good people be happy. Like, let it happen. Yeah, I, it's good stuff, and and it's working. Like John and I talked about it after he did win. It was like if they do something with it, if they make it matter, and not don't just kind of drop it. You know, that's much preferable to just kind of having him win and doing nothing with it. Not just saying what's made sense from a booking perspective, and I would say from a personal perspective, this is, I I agree. See, and I now, like I would argue that there was no booking perspective. The only perspective was. <laughs> Well, they're doing King of the Ring. This man has shouted from the rooftops for five years that he wants to be King of the Ring. You know you ain't got nothing else planned. Maybe just let him be King of the Ring. And that's what they did. And it was, it was good. Agreed. Uh, we, and we started the show a little bit by saying this, but to really put a to put, you know put a spotlight on it. Yes, Eddie, Eddie Zahari saying SmackDown without Roman Reigns is weird. And yes, I mean, again, it's the Bloodline show. And beyond that, at times, especially, it feels like the Roman Reigns show, while he was referenced, you know, here and there, really, this was like a Roman Reigns free show, which has not been the case at all for really the, the duration of this whole run with the title, which is over 430 days now. So that's pretty crazy. But uh, with that being said, I did give uh, some opportunity for other things to shine. As we said, we talked about uh, King Woods, Kofi Kingston, the Usos here uh, with the main event match being the Usos New Day. Can never go wrong with that match. That's always great. Um, that was is very, very good. And as, as I said, Woods won the match, and that was very good to see. So I would imagine that we will probably get a title match here at some point soon because that's how it should work, at least. So I am in favor of both the King and Queen getting title matches at the Royal Rumble. 
I think if you really want to tie in royalty and look, it's been 30, by the time we get there, it'll be 34 years since the Royal Rumble started. So you can do a little bit more than just, oh, but it's called the Royal Rumble because that's what we named it back in 88. <laughs> you know, like, right. I like it. I, I like the idea of Woods getting a shot. Sucky thing is he's not going to beat Roman. See, I was I was totally in favor of if you got nothing else going on. We know that the way the world works now is one main event of WrestleMania is the Roman match, and the other one's going to be a women's match. Just do the New Day triple threat for the WWE title. But since they've decided to split the New Day again, maybe don't do that. So... If you gotta give Wood the title shot, he makes perfect sense for Royal Rumble, if not day one. Yeah, I I, I guess of the two, you might as well do the Royal Rumble there. Like, why not just draw it out a little bit so you could, though you can do the Royal theme there. And that's just saying the Rumble is your favorite pay per view. I would agree, maybe short of WrestleMania. I mean, I've always liked the Rumble, kicking everything off with the road to WrestleMania there. It's obviously got the history and just it's it's very fun. Uh, in theory, you, you've got the surprise entrance and what uh, and whatnot. It's, it's a good time. So hopefully, I mean, right now it's just about the end of Octo uh, October. So it's not too crazy to think we might get maybe a tag run here for Xavier, and then he might branch off into a you know a feud of Roman there. I think that could work. Uh, but on the flip side, David Ekman wondering if we could see uh, Woods turn heel at some point. And I kind of thought at least a little bit here. It's like it was just, there's something interesting. Uh, again, this is kind of the, the hot button topic about Woods being the king. It's like, for me, I guess maybe on the flip side, it's like Kofi Kingston is a former WWE champion and he's kind of been, I don't want to say subjugated, but like relegated to this role of the knight, the, the, the hype man. And to me, there's, there's something there of like, maybe down the road, you could just, so, you know, do something about that. So here's, here's the only issue. Cause Woods and E just had these big crowning moments. That it kind of makes Kofi seem like a third wheel, except Kofi had his crowning moment three years ago, and his friends like the New Day. They have a legitimate friendship. They have one of those friendships that you almost think it just isn't real because they all legitimately care and support and hype each other up. You know, they're not talking crap about one another when one of them's not in the room. So is Kofi just playing hype man? Yeah, but that's the role he needs to play right now because it's his friends that are succeeding. And when it's time to lift Kofi up again, they'll do that. Maybe. Friendship is important. <laughs> it is. And I think that's that's really the best thing to do here. Like you don't always have to go with heel turns and friends betraying each other. Like some people actually stay friends through the ups and downs and the peaks and valleys of life and work and everything. Like that's that's a good story. That's the weird thing is like, for some reason in wrestling, people act like you can't have friends. You can't help people who are being wronged just out of the goodness of your heart. You have to wait for your theme music to hit at the very least. And then enter the knowledge that you will be entering a rivalry with the person you stop. You can't just be doing it for the purpose of being good. So, like, yeah, let the New Day buck tradition and just be good people. Indeed. It's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, tonight, yeah, like, it, it was one thing the night after the pay-per-view, Kofu was really happy, but tonight, he's getting knighted, and, but even before that, you could tell he was so happy for Woods. He wasn't happy just to be knighted. He was happy to have Woods in the spotlight, as we said earlier, just being really featured here, which is, again, long overdue. Haven't really seen that with Woods as a singles guy, and that's just saying that's amazing how much they support each other. It's, it's wholesome stuff. It's good stuff. I like it. Someone 
who did not support somebody else, though, was Shotzi Blackheart uh, really turning, I would say, turning heel on Sasha Banks after what was a fun opening match with Charlotte Flair, uh, the source of much controversy recently, but cutting a promo about moving to SmackDown, being the champion, you know, everything you'd expect, and turning down Sasha Banks' challenge and saying, oh, I want to face somebody new because it's a new era. And Shotzi Blackheart, I keep saying Shotzi Blackheart, Shotzi, the no, no yeah, Blackheart. Say the full name. She can't, <laughs> I can't she be Blackheart. Apparently, I, the, I, you know, it's, I'll say this it's a lot better now that she's not paired with Knox because that that name I, don't, I just didn't like those two paired together with only those names. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's so we, we got this match with Charlotte, it was very, very good. The crowd really behind Shotzi, she has this great, you know, just uh, general appeal as this baby face. She's got the green hair, this fun, like. This character perfect for Halloween. Halloween two days as, as we're recording. It's fun. The crowd's behind it. It's great. She loses, which is fine. You don't have to have the underdog win every time. And she blames Sasha Banks, maybe rightfully so, because Sasha was at ringside, distracted here, here and there, distracted Charlotte, and what have you. And she turns heel. And I'm like, I should say, SmackDown right now doesn't really have any other real baby faces on the woman's side. Charlotte, uh, Sasha kind of. Um, and Naomi, but now she's she's wrapped up with uh, Sonya Deville and Shayna Baszler at this point. So you really don't have like another top level ish uh, babyface, and then you have her immediately turn heel the same night she gets this great reaction. I don't know about that. I don't know if if that was the way that will prove to be the more beneficial one on the long run. I'll say at the very least. Yeah. First things first. I love having Charlotte Blair say. No, I'm not going to fight you, Sasha. We've been fighting for like seven years. Uh, can we give somebody else a chance? I enjoy that. Those are things that need to be say more, said more on television. Yes. Shotzi's great. Shotzi is like Lita in the sense that she's got, you know, she's that alternative girl, but she's also willing to take more risks. And I think that she's a major baby face waiting to happen. Um, She's going to be on Team Survivor Series or Team SmackDown for Survivor Series. So that's that's what they're building her up for. Yeah, it's just interesting. You know, for me, I guess, I, I don't know. Because, like, we had Charlotte one here. We had uh, Shotzi attack Sasha. And the, I guess the explanation has been, generally speaking, that, that Charlotte would face Sasha Banks. But this is very clearly the setup of a feud with Shotzi and Sasha. So um, it leaves a little uncertainty for... Charlotte, I mean, yeah, you could do the champion versus champion versus virus series, but that's still a little under a month away now. So well, it's just, no, it, because you got to remember, it's maybe there's like three SmackDowns left. Right. So, like, just build that. The weird thing is, after Survivor Series, there's nothing until January 1st. So, what are you going to do to fill time there? And will there be like a a supersized New Year's Eve SmackDown that has like Roman versus Woods and uh, Charlotte against Shotzi or Charlotte against Sasha. Cause maybe Sasha, maybe this is leading to Sasha's champion. And I'm, I'm sure most people don't want to hear this, but Sasha's champion Bailey wins the Royal Rumble and they finally get to have a match at WrestleMania because look, they, to me, Bailey, Sasha are Austin Rock. Like, I want to see them fight as many times as possible and make it make sense. And they need a WrestleMania main event on their Pantheon of matches. 
Someday, I, I hope we see that, but you know, that's all you know, very much up in the air at this point. It's, it's getting less and less up in the air, though. We are headed towards November. It's not out of the question. This is true. To start thinking Royal Rumble. But uh, you mentioned uh, with the lack of a pay-per-view in December, and I guess just kind of looking forward here, I just checked the calendar, and the there's a Friday in December. Christmas Eve is on Friday, so I feel like that would be the probably... I don't think they're not. It wouldn't be New Year's because day one is New day Year's. Day one is the is yeah the first weekend, like the first weekend of January. So um, I feel like they could do like a relative, either a super size SmackDown or at least like a title edition of SmackDown um, for Christmas Eve. Because that that was fun. We, we had it last year. I think it was Christmas Day when Biggie won like, the- like like three million or like they did a lot of people yeah. on Christmas Day for. Biggie winning the IC title and Roman and Owens in the cage. Yeah, right. So I think they'll, they'll do something uh, pretty similar here for Christmas Eve. I think that'd be fun. Um, it's a Friday, so, you know, it makes sense. But it's, they're, they're going to have to do something, you know, just for that show. And I imagine uh, why not have it be a fun show? Because, like, again, it was, one, it was one thing to have it on Christmas, but Christmas Eve, it's a little, little less of a, you know, struggle for viewership. So I, 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 I can see it. I can see them doing a, a more fun, uh, card like that why why are you laughing Rob? are you laughing at me <laughs> no no laughing at you i just uh finished just finished the, the red page match very good very good brian eddie kingston of course i got the two monitors That's i i gotta get myself one of those one of these days i'm, I'm here I'm struggling with one <laughs> oh i'm sorry that you gotta look at my ugly face but no <laughs> rampage is is going great i'm definitely gonna check, uh, catch up on that as soon as i can also, we're here to- I think we're I think we're being invited to WrestleMania here. I'm not sure that it looks like our friend, our rest friend, Erdin Fierro says, let's go to WrestleMania. Maybe we need to, Colin. It's in Texas, right? Yeah, it's in Texas. Uh, yeah, I yeah. It's too many people. Uh, <laughs> it's too many people, man. Uh, I understood. Uh, I, I struggled going to a new Japan show to have like Less than a thousand people. Right? I was feeling pretty, pretty antsy in that alone. So we'll see how things are, things are standing. I'm also very cheap, so keep that in mind as well. Fair enough. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm good, enjoying things from the comfort of my home, and that is fine. But SmackDown was also fine. What else? What else we have now? We had um, really not much to dig into. Ever we, we had yeah, that's right. We had Shotzi. Yeah. We had oh, we had the strip. We had the trick or street fight. There was that. It is spooky season. I do want to do want to shout that out. Because I am a sucker for all of these. Well, not all of these. I'm a sucker for these fun seasonal Halloween things. Maybe not so much your your Thanksgiving street fights and whatnot. But the Halloween stuff is always fun. You have pumpkins and and diving for apples. And you got Pat McAfee this time, like shouting about apples and shouting when Nakamura got his head in the pumpkin. So it was dark in there. Uh, it's just it's, it's a good time. Like it's it's silly and goofy, but you know. It's just a good time. We had the over on AW. We had the Ghostbusters and and all this costume stuff. DJ saying the, the Trick or Street Fight was the best match of the night. I mean, it's just a fun. It's fun stuff. So I I'm gonna make a very I'm gonna say a very hot take here. I think you need to put something on Baron Corbin because this dude they have him in like the our truth slot of hey you can do anything. We're just gonna make you do everything you're gonna be a constable that looks like you're the manager at applebee's you're gonna be the king and then you're gonna you know grow your balding hair out and be 
the bum baron corbin and then you're just gonna be happy corbin like we're not gonna have first name anymore you're gonna be happy corbin like it's it's they need to give him the belt i'm, I'm at that point which belt you're, well, the IC belt. That okay. <laughs> you say the belt. I'm like, all right, what yeah. are we talking about Look, here? you give them all the belts, okay? Like, <laughs> Baron Corbin, honestly, is a legitimate badass, and I don't know how they have him in comedy role after comedy role, but Baron Corbin's great. He is great, um, and and he makes whatever he's given work as best he can, which is commendable. Uh, we had, again, the pumpkins and apple picking, well, not apple picking, but, you know, diving for apples and whatever. Just all this fun stuff. Rick Boogs took the skeleton skeleton decor and beat, uh, I think it was Madcap Moss with it, and that was fun. But in the end, these two masked goons come out uh, wearing, like, pumpkin masks, and my naive butt is thinking, oh, who's this? Like, who's debuting on SmackDown? And I'm like, oh, it's... It's it's Humberto and Angel Garza, the most handsome team in WWE. That's 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 good. Yeah. Okay. I I thought we were getting something fun, and I was like, oh, it's just the draft, you know. Yeah, I mean, but Garza and Carrillo is a great tag team. It's a great tag team, but this gimmick is just like, I I don't think it's got a long shelf life. It's it's very like, I don't know. Tropey, I guess. I don't like. I don't, it's just like they're good, but I feel like they're not going to like really go far with it. They're just kind of a step above a comedy act, and they're a great team as like in ring talent goes. But I think they've been saddled with a, a an unideal gimmick. I'll say, as I, handsome as they are, they are very they handsome. Are. That's the that's the issues. They're very <laughs> handsome. They're very good in the ring. I think they could easily be tag team champions. After WrestleMania, when the Usos no longer need them, and that's still a far away ways. So maybe, maybe they'll blow them up. I, I, maybe I'm being a little overly harsh, but again, I just I naively thought we were getting some kind of like unexpected thing, and it was just like, oh, here these guys are debuting on SmackDown, but they just you know they were on Raw doing their thing. But I'm not sure, I, I I tweeted about it in the show. I wasn't expecting it, so at least there's that. Like it was like more often than not, you know, we're complaining about oh we saw that coming. I didn't see this coming, so you know. Kudos to that. You know, it's fine. But um, it is interesting with Eddie Zahari wondering, like, is there any meaning to this? Where would we had these guys cost Shinsuke and uh, Boobs the match? Oh, this... I know. They could be the knights of the... Oh, never mind. I thought yeah. of that, too. I was like, uh, <laughs> you know, the weird flashback. I was like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, wait, those guys got fired. So, oh, okay. How, how, uh, how did the guy... That, legitimately, that's one of the only things that really upsets me. How did the guy... That started all the issues for them. Keep his job. I <laughs> don't know. Oh, I like, don't. That's so weird. None of it makes sense, Robert. None of it makes sense. But it's a fun match. I like it. I don't know if they're going to go with Cor- I felt more like, oh, they took this chance. It was a street fight. It was a chance for somebody to cause some shenanigans. So it's not like they they celebrated together. It's more like they, they cost Nakamura and Dukes the match. And that was like their way of... You know, arriving on SmackDown, I don't think it was this formation of a of a stable or anything. You know, well, that could be something. You know, maybe I felt more more kind of um, two disconnected things. I guess I don't know. Right. But we'll see. But I mean, I, it was a fun trick or street fight. I like these seasonal things. Uh, it was a Roman Reigns free episode. Um, so maybe maybe minus one for that. But the Kingwood stuff is good. Uh, I liked the Shotzi match. Maybe not so much the heel turn, but I'm, I'm interested to see how that pans out. I'm not sure that that's a full heel turn. 
kind of felt like it. Well, Sasha's not a baby face. But okay, Robert. Like every time they, once she comes, when she goes away and comes back, they bring her back as whatever they need her to be. So if if they need a, a heel to go against Charlotte Flair, or or, or sorry, a, a face to go against Charlotte Flair, or a face like person to go against Charlotte Flair, then it'll be that. Or if it's coming back to feud with Malcolm Blair, kind of, you know, and then going away again. Then not then she turned to you like uh, I've said it before. At this point, they're more just you know it, it's Sasha and Charlotte. They're not be face to heels, but they are used in the respective alignment that as as you know as this, as the situation necessitates. So you know yeah. it's fine. It's like she's she's the same no matter what, and that's fine. Like I uh, and Herman saying he thought Sasha was banks when she returned, and like she was, like she was, wow. and then now she's back feeding with Charlotte, so she's just Sasha being Sasha and Charlotte being Charlotte. So I guess that's more of the, uh, I think that's really what we're looking at here. Now, are you a fan of the Mandalorian? I, okay, so Robert, for the longest we talk about this on NXT all the time. So I had <laughs> not watched the Squid Games. I finally did that, and I finally watched the Mandalorian. I loved it. So yes. Yes, I, I am a fan. I am all caught up. So hit me with your pop culture reference. Well, I, well, I, am here. What I, I was just going to say, like Sasha Banks, she's not face or heels. She's just a megastar. She is on The Mandalorian. She is, even though she says she won't be on the next season, I think that's bullshit. I think she'll be on something related to Star Wars on Disney Plus in the coming months. And yeah, like I, I just think Sasha's a megastar, but mostly. A heel. I she's being she was like kind of mentoring Shotzi for that match, so it feels like she's again being more geared in that fate, traditional face kind of thing. Whereas again, I don't think it's firmly either way. Dude's asking like, is it safe to say she is either one? No, I think oh, wow. again, it's just you know that they're these the the, the the two stars are, are kind of above that, you know. So we'll see how the next couple weeks go. But that's that's my read on it. But I did uh, completely glaze over uh, the. Interesting development with Naomi and Sonya Deville. Uh, I saw some tweets really down on this with Sonya Deville re revealing herself as a special referee, costing uh, Naomi the match here with Shayna Baszler with a, with a fast count. Some tweets saying that it was like WCW 2000. I don't know if I go that far. I thought it Why? was fine. Why? I, I think, and we're experiencing this more and more, but like people are just throwing around these things like oh this is like a wcw 2000 have you actually sat down and watched go in the network and try to sit through 2000 era nitro it's not good you won't get very far this is an angle it's a played out angle but if we're telling the truth this hasn't happened in a very long time on wwe television get over it just because you know what's going to happen of course you do we all watch wrestling all the time, so we're all, you know, into this. This is clearly leading to Naomi kicking the crap out of Sonya Deville, which is what everyone wants to see. So, yeah. As long as we get there, I think it's fine, and I wasn't now, like that. Now, if we don't get there, if they drop the ball there, then we can all complain and say it's like WCW 2000. And on the flip side, Herman saying that he loved watching WCW 2000, and it did have its, uh, I mean, you know, look, it had its fans, so, you know, look, here's look, that. Look. David Arquette gets a lot of flack, but do you have <laughs> Emmy award-winning movies, Oscar-nominated films? I David do Arquette does. <laughs> okay? Like, that's what I think. And that's all there is to it, you know? Well, the people who have 
name value and and they get they can often cross them into wrestling and we see that all the time and that's fine you know but that being said robert we had smackdown tonight that was a you know a fairly good show but uh it's fine that was fine it was a solid seven but like lack of roman really really makes it feel like you're missing a star i'll go for like a 6.8 like Roman. Oh, you're you're never lower than me. That's interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I'm all I'm all, I'm also very depressed about Ring of Honor, like borderline dying. So, um, oh, you know. <laughs> let's, let's let's use like the last five minutes of this show to talk about Ring of Honor dying. I, I, I pause, pause. It's not no, dead. You say you that know. they're dead. I understand. I caught myself there, but like, I. I was recording. I was in the middle of a live uh, podcast on another platform, and I just go, oh, good. Like, Ring of Honor just suddenly announced that they're taking the first six months of 2022 off. Okay, sure. They're going to rebrand for, like, the 50th time. Fine. And then Meltzer tweets, they released everybody. And then Sean tweets, yep, they released everybody. Here's the deal. If they have contracts that expire past this year, they get paid through March. I look, Ring of Honor is a fine promotion with a great legacy. But I have been pitching if we merge Impact and Ring of Honor, you have a pretty great C promotion. Like, and here's the thing. If everybody gets released, you know what that means? Briscoes, free. Jay Lethal, free. Jonathan Gresham probably has a contract on his desk right now. I do feel bad for the Roxies. I do feel bad for Nicole Savoy, who I've been shouting from the rooftops, needs to get signed. I hope AEW scoops her up big time. WWE had their chance. She's in the Mae Young Classic. They didn't do it. I, I do feel bad for, like, the bouncers. You know? Because no no shot at the bouncers. I can't imagine they're very high on WWE's radar. However, they can work all day in the NWA, which I'm sure would love the, the bouncers along with their winning feud of Mike Knox and Trevor Murdoch for the NWA World Championship. Huh? Oh, huh? Man. I mean, Mike Knox. Let's let's talk about Mike Knox. You know, like that's that's what NBA is doing. So yeah, maybe they could use the bouncers. Maybe they could use EC3. Maybe EC3 does a whole free the narrative on the NWA World Championship. Like he's freeing the narrative of that belt. Can you imagine the artistic? Things you can do with that. Um, who else do we have in Ring of Honor? Oh, Bandito's gonna get. Bandito's probably got a contract on his table too. Uh, Brody King needs to be with Malachi Black, like hundred percent. Yeah, like, that's 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 a give me. You know, like yesterday, Matt Taven. Hate to break it. Look, dude won the Ring of Honor title in the ladder match at Madison Square Garden. Mazel tov. <laughs> I, I don't really, I don't know where Matt David's going. That's that's me personally. Impact, you, could, you put him in Impact, he's like one of the best workers you got. I don't think that that ever happens right there. Let's read that comment from DJ Cassier. Don't you please bring back Maria and Mike Canellis. 
First of all, his name is Mike Bennett. Second of <laughs> all, uh, no, I don't think that, that ever happens. Um, They're Maria, not going back. No way. Maria could go to uh, Impact and yeah. give Gil Kim a helping hand with the knockouts. Yeah, um, I think that would make a lot more sense. But um, uh, I do want to, I just want to say, you know, I, I have been covering Nirvana here since I started. It's been like my beat, for lack of a better word. I've been doing interviews. I've had the privilege of doing interviews with a lot of the talented people that work there, an amazing group of people. Um, so that's like, it just hit me. It's like these people are just so wonderful and you know, talented. And I, I, honestly, and, I feel so bad because like we always talk about how. Colin is hitting the Ring of Honor beat and covering Ring of Honor in ways that nobody does. And for Sinclair to just fold like that, we're not fold, but like we don't really know what's going to happen moving forward. No. And I, I just feel so bad because, like, look, Ring of Honor for me, I have some Ring of Honor matches saved, and none of them are from like anything past. Like 2012, 2013. I love the Kings of Wrestling. I love like that era, the Chris Heroes, the Cesaros, the Kevin Owens, the El Genericos, the those are my guys. I could watch American Wolves, Briscoes all day. Like those are that's my stuff of Ring of Honor. I will say this. If they do come back, please redesign your logo. I'm I'll over, have to. I'm over <laughs> that logo. Like yeah, I'm absolutely over that. It it could do with the revamp. It could do with less PCO. Again, no disrespect. I like no. PCO. All right, he's he's a great guy. You know, I love it. PCO, a fun but, but it's like it's weird. He's a jobber from '95, and he's like becoming world champion in 2019. Because he had a great redemption story, Robert. Come on, he's Frankenstein. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like again, not my cup of tea. Danhausen, I think Fantastic. he'll be fine. I think yeah. he, I think he is one of the only characters right now that could probably go to WWE and have his character. If they don't butcher it, you know, which they might. But we <laughs> we we could spend a whole hour plus talking about it. I just wanted to shine some light on. I'll end it here with DJ asking if we think they're on the verge of folding or if it's rest period. Nobody knows. Like they have said, they're taking a hiatus and coming back in April with Supercard of Honor. They apparently have reportedly have a venue booked for that show, but it will be reportedly with supposedly an entirely new roster. We don't know what to expect. We don't know what's so, going to happen, but it's the, long. That's several months from now, so we'll have to wait the, and see. The report that. is that they're going to like rebrand as like a. Indie company on. with with non-contracted talent. So the not funny, like we've known as now. The funniest thing to me about that is that, you know, while many people consider them an indie already, they were very adamant we're not an independent Correct. promotion. Correct. So I I don't think that that's the way to go. However, if you do something where you utilize, let's say, Honor Club as like this streaming hub and you do like these pwg-esque events and just do it like once every month or something that could be kind of like a going back to basics for ring of honor i'd be kind of interested in seeing that either way i do feel awful that this came at a time where you've got the roxies of the world 19 years old super ecstatic to be champion and now it seems like okay you got to start over again 
it does suck for Bandito, who is the world champion. It does suck for Gresham, who I think wears Ring of Honor on his heart and soul. And uh, it, it sucks, but at the same time, Briscoes are long overdue for a TV run. Gresham is long overdue for a match against Danielson. I, You know, like, the wheels start spinning. You can have Roxy take the Ring of Honor Women's Championship and be like, hey, Britt, I'm also a champion. Let's fight. Like, there's so much you can do. I don't know. It's exciting. It's sad. It's sad because you never want anybody to lose their jobs, period. Like, I joke around about, like, yeah, screw PCO. But you never want anybody to lose their jobs. Like, his contract wasn't any anyway, to be fair. So that is something. But, you know, it is – there are silver linings to be had. It is a very sad situation. Obviously, I love Ring of Honor. I want the best for it. I hope that this all works out for the best for everybody involved. Uh, Nesha's obviously here just kind of talking about the champions here. Nesha's asking, about, well, what about the title? Those who have the titles? I mean, everybody whose contract uh, has contact with the company, they're not getting renewed uh, whenever they expire, whether that's the end of the year or, or if it runs through March, they can pay the report, reportedly through March 31st. Uh, but they're not report, supposedly not getting brought back. So that would likely mean the world title, the, the woman's title, the tag title. Now, are they not getting brought back or are they just not getting re-signed? I saw that they're not re, like we're not re-signing the contracts, which in theory could could, could mean, just mean you know that they'll just, be hey, like we'll have the Briscoes, but we're not gonna sign anybody to contracts because it's financially it's, not doable. That's just not the vibe I was getting with a lot of the wrestlers well, saying they're heartbroken well, and, and well let's you know. be clear. The vibe I'm getting is that screw what they said. Their the final battle is the literal final Ring of Honor show. And if that's the case, and I did say this before we got on the air, do Final Battle 2021 like a uh Isebi one night sand. Get CM Punk. Get Brian Danielson, run these crazy once in a lifetime matches, and then say Ring of Honor was around for 20 years. We are now bidding you adieu. And like, I think that'd be a great end to it. Get the Young Bucks back. Do the Young Bucks against the Briscoes. I'm very big on like, I want the Briscoes to have something. It's been 20 years. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I will say I'm, I'm hopeful, if, I guess, best case scenario, they come back. It is a company that's more, uh, supposedly, again, the report saying that it's more uh, emphasized on non-contracted talent. Then maybe we'll see more of this collaboration as other companies have where you see uh, the Good Brothers popping up on, the, on AW. Whether that could mean the, the, the Briscoe is going to, like, working with AW and Ring of Honor. I, when nobody knows what to expect, I don't know. It'll be a very, very interesting but next couple months. That's I'll say this. Of- I'll say this, and we can end it on this. Easily, the latest wrinkle in what has been the most interesting two years of professional wrestling in the last 20. So it's it's very curious to see how they end up. And we have the privilege of sitting here and talking about it and, you know, having you guys, you the viewers, share your thoughts on it and just being along for the ride and, and waiting for these, for history as it's, as it's happening, whether it's great history, like, like you know, AW All Out with, with uh, Brian Danielson debuting and all that stuff, or whether it's 
some sad history with with whatever's happening with Urbano being not as happy of a, of a story. So we don't we'll have to wait and see what happens next. But in the meantime here, we'll still be here on Zone covering it all, whether it's with shows like this, whether it's the Raw Post Show, the NXT Post Show, uh, interviews, Bill previously with Booker T. That one up today. Make sure to check that out. Uh, obviously, our, our news coverage on the site, constantly giving you guys the latest coverage for all these things and more. So make sure to leave a like, subscribe on Facebook, YouTube, whatever it might be, all the platforms you can imagine, like, odds are we'll be there. So I'll just up and follow. We appreciate your support. We thank you for listening. And remember, whether it's a, a, a fun show or and a fun night or, you know, with something on Finger of Honor, maybe not so much. We try to do one thing above all, other, all others. And that, Robert, is what? That is, you do the one thing that you need to do, and you sit down and you just enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.